Hi, you're about to listen to Dirty Laughs Podcast. When life doesn't give you the success you planned, grab a microphone and your three best friends and put on a show anyway. We're in. Oh my god, we're going to start the podcast about Harriet. We've lost her. Oh, she's back. Shit. <laughs> bitching about me. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Uh, um, tell us something good that happened to you this week, everyone. Listen, you can put money on what I did this week. She went for brunch, didn't she? Oh. I went for brunch, you didn't went for a bottomless I? brunch. <laughs> Honestly, next week I'm heading down to Coral. I'm heading down to Coral, putting a bet on it. Oh, I was like, Who, is that, who's Coral? <laughs> Are you getting brunch? <laughs> Do you guys not have Coral? Yeah. But now that you now that yeah. you say you're going to place a bet there, it, I, I understand it. Okay. It's <laughs> the only know, betting shop we've got in town. It wouldn't be town. the first place I'd think of, though. I feel like Paddy Power or something, maybe. Or bet. 365 just you don't have to leave your house oh yeah i do um sky bets why would you ever want to leave your house again i mean <laughs> was it a good brunch it was really good i don't remember it so harriet tell us something good that happened to you this week i got my nails done <laughs> um <laughs> i was trying to think of like the good thing that's happened um we we had a, a love island viewing party on friday night <laughs> oh my god it's gotten it's gotten intense it's gotten so it? good yeah, we had a Love Island viewing party on Friday and people came round and we watched the recoupling and it was great and we all had a lovely time. And yeah, that's my my that's sad, isn't it? No. <laughs> just no, just taking that in. <laughs> my highlight of the week. We watched TV together. <laughs> no, I actually like that though. I like going around with like a group of people and just watching, te- like sitting in front of the telly. Yeah, I genuinely think yeah. it's like one of the nicest nights I'll ever have. It's just like it that. is Instead nice, of going isn't it? Out, spending money, getting drunk, and yeah. all that. Put and me, when you're all invested me. in something as yeah. well, it's like fun. Exactly. Put me in front of the telly with some people that I care about, and I am happy as Larry. Happy as a pig in shit. That's what I am. Right, so we've been doing this a little bit now. We're kind of like starting to get some kind of vibe for a bit, you know, of what we're doing. We're still like working out as we go, obviously. But we're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we, we've we overcome some of the obstacles. We've kind of got to a certain place. We maybe know a bit more ourselves. What one piece of advice you would give to someone who's maybe where we were at the beginning and we were like in that situation where we were like we want to do something and you know we want to go for something and we want to do something different and push ourselves um and create something that may or may not work but we're gonna just give it our 100 percent anyway um and maybe it might be overwhelming and challenging and all of those things but we might love it what piece of advice might you give to someone now with the tiniest bit of hindsight who is maybe coming to that place themselves and thinking about what they can do you literally have nothing to lose so do it like what have you got to lose you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone 100 percent. because i remember our first episode that we recorded i could not talk because i just suddenly i'm sat in my own space but i'm talking on a podcast and i'm very aware that i'm being recorded yeah and i was like and i couldn't do it (laughs) And now you can't really shut me up. No, you can't. We have tried. 
Yeah, <laughs> I've actually found I've actually found doing this. I've sort of gained myself a sense of purpose, and I feel quite like confident. My confidence is growing in myself because I'm doing this. I love that. And yeah, and I, I'm having conversations with people that I wouldn't usually have conversations with, and it's really lovely. Yeah. So all I would say is you've literally got nothing to lose. What will you lose? Nothing. Nah. You wouldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair. That's very true. I think I would tell people to trust the creative process and not oh, get stuck trust on the like process. trust the process <laughs> because don't get stuck on like one idea and think the first idea well that's it that's how i mean if we did that we'd have a musical about i want to say someone running a marathon but i'm sure there was five other ideas before that we, we no the running the marathon was the main yeah, yeah we, we like, did that was uh, that was one that we like kind of settled on at one point yeah like, we yeah, genuinely we were like this is it and then yeah well not it, we didn't dwell on it that long, but like a couple of weeks probably. That was a good episode actually, where we quit that. Yeah. <laughs> that <was laughs> where we literally went from running a marathon to now a debate about are we going travelling or are we not going travelling. That's progress. So like, yeah, I'd say trust the progress process both maybe. Um, don't get hung up on one idea. Um, have all the ideas. And also, it's okay to not have ideas. <laughs> have all the ideas, okay? Don't let anyone wow. else have ideas. Have, have all, all the ideas. <laughs> Keep them all. Don't just have one. Have all have of them. them. All. Have all the ideas and then cover them in Swarovski crystals. <laughs> I feel like I would, yeah, like a kind of like a mix of both of them is like, if someone is sat there thinking like, oh, I really want to like go for these things, but I might be crap at them or, you know, I've never done that before. Other people might judge me or what's the point or all of those things that go through your mind. I might not make money out of it. <laughs> like it might not be successful. I might give up. Um, who cares is actually like my answer to like all of that is like, you might as well go for it because like you said that you've got nothing to lose. And I think that you we're all way more capable of things than we give ourselves credit for. I think like it's worth remembering that. Like I, I feel like every time I go for something that pushes me out of my comfort zone, I learn my value so much more. (laughs) And then, and like you said about being confident, like I, now I'm like, well, we're being open. Like if someone wanted to, they could hear all of our open raw conversations anyway. So why should I not be open in my everyday life? Because I already am being in a public platform. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You were you were asking yourself a lot of questions there. You were going, "What if this? What if that?" And it just made me think: the only people that are the only person that's asking those questions of yourself is you. Yeah, those exactly. other people, mm. the people outside of whatever the situation is, in that, in all due respect, they don't give a shit. You yeah, know, they're not literally. asking those questions of you. They're saying, "What if you do? What if you fail? What if no one's asking that?" It's yeah. always you. It's always you that's asking yourself those questions. So you've just got to sort of be like, mm. fuck it. And if I if I think about the people that I admire the most or aspire to be or, you know, all of that stuff in life, people I know and celebrities or whatever, I think that I am more inspired by the people who... Um, the people who just like get up and go for it, not necessarily the people who are successful or who've won awards or who are rich or like for me personally, but I would say that for a lot of people, they're gonna be more 
impressed and have respect anyway for someone that's like, no, this is what I want and I'm going to go for it and and kind of not care or at least come across like you don't care about the consequences. Like at the end of the day, that's just way more inspiring to watch, isn't it? Like that's a way more interesting autobiography to read than it is someone who like just, you know, got what they wanted immediately, didn't have to work very hard, or someone who gave up immediately as well. That's also going to be a boring book. Mm. But equally as well, we're talking about it being inspired by people who go for it. I think as well, it's inspiring when people go for it, but they know when to stop as well. So like, I've been really inspired this week by, oh, what's her name, Simone, the American Mm. gymnast. Simone Biles, yeah. Her, yeah, because she's insane. So strong of her. Yeah incredible in case you happen to just have not seen this or you don't watch the olympics or anything like that simone biles is the potentially the greatest gymnast like the world has ever seen Um, definitely and and has pulled out of the olympics that she you know is like a pretty sure bet to win multiple gold Mm. medals in that and a huge amount of pressure from like the whole world on her to go in and do it um like a bit of a poster girl for the olympics really but pulled out for mental health reasons and it's been a very big story because that's like unheard of but i love how her whole team i think like all the olympians have got behind her and it Mm. like what she's made bigger waves by doing that than by winning the gold medal and that's what's inspiring i guess that comes you know like when we're saying going for what you want going out of your comfort zone yeah being brave in that like to us (laughs) you know doing doing the floor routine in the olympics would be us being brave whereas like to her <laughs> that's how she gets taking the, the morning. decision to not yeah. do that with the amount of pressure that is on her to do it and the expectation mm. that she will win deciding to not do it that is the brave like that's mm. her being courageous and that's her yeah. not you know kind of going i i can't do it i'm gonna have to do what feels right to me so it, yeah so even though it might seem on paper like it's it, you know like it's walking away or giving up it's actually the opposite in my mind that is that's bravery she's paved the way for young gymnasts like for years to come that's what people are going to aspire to now knowing like your limit knowing when to say no for you and that's i think has paved the way more than creating you know that extra layout or something so it's interesting, isn't it? Because we're like the Olympics um, in our family. The Olympics is like the most important thing that ever happened. <laughs> it's like we were like we were raised on it. My my dad was an athlete. His dad was a was Irish champion in the triple jump three years oh, in a row. And like we we've come from that family. That's like Ailish just casually drops these little little bombs every now and then. <laughs> yeah. It's such an Ailish thing. Of course. Of course they were Eilish. Uh, and I like lie awake all night watching the Olympics. So I don't sleep when the Olympics are on because I'm like, I have to watch it all night. There's something happening. I must watch it. Um, and I like have found this year, I mean, I've still, I've loved it. And there have been loads of really nice moments. It's the interviews with people when they come like fourth and they're like crying or when they get silver and someone's interviewing them saying you must be disappointed you didn't get gold and mm-hmm. it feels like it just it's just like wrong isn't it we need to like <laughs> put more effort into celebrating mm. like just being there like this the whole point of the olympics is to just celebrate 
like sport and different countries yeah. coming together and and it shouldn't be that you have to be disappointed because you didn't get gold because only one person can do it yeah this is sorry i've like taken it way much further off topic but um but maybe it links in because maybe I think it links in I maybe think it's the link relevant. is like just like making the most of what you're doing mm. isn't it it's like enjoy what you can like go for things but if you don't get them don't like that's that's where uh as a just a, a world and a society like people's mental health go off the charts don't they because of the pressure and it's it like links back into like no one is questioning you you know what actually if people are questioning you or saying stuff like that how's their business fuck them <laughs> literally look at the media for example i think they said something like tom daly finally clenches gold after however many failed olympics boy didn't fail <laughs> he got like bronze and silver didn't he? he has bronze and silver and he was one of the youngest british olympians in history and he made british diving cool it's just interesting in this context when we're talking about like just like go for it because it what you know you can't lose anything it might not work but you should just try and go for it and all of this stuff is like the Olympics is this really weird mix of like, it's it's weirdly inspiring, isn't it? Like you watch it and you're like, I'm going to become a professional, I don't know, archer. Like you watch the weirdest sport and then you're like, <laughs> I want to do it. And you get really like hyped on watching other people, like the best in the world and celebrating that. And it inspires you to want to like go and do something <laughs> and to go and be your best self. And then there's also that's that side of it that there is so much pressure on people at that level that they it's like you have to be the best or there is nothing else and like it's this you see this like such a mix don't you of like joy and like just heartbreak <laughs> in, in the olympics it's it's what do you do after the success like once you have won the olympics what next What's higher than the Olympics? Like, how do you deal with that? Because that's also the come down from that. I'll tell you what's higher than the Olympics. The rest what? of your life. Yes, Sam. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The rest of your life. That's true. Live your that's life. True. Okay. I feel like it's it's probably, we probably veered off track enough. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the veer. Has anyone got anything like pressing that they feel like they're in the mood of talking about with the musical today? So whether we want to do it today or whether we want to do it another day, should we make a list, like, of, okay, scene one, what we're going to do, we're going to have the opening, what's happening in that, scene two, scene three, scene four, scene five. Yeah. And then we just discuss what happens, and then maybe put some writing into those parts. Yeah. Shall we do that today? Not going into the detail, but, like, writing, like, a what we think at the moment the scenes will be yeah yeah let's figure out the first five scenes on how that's going to pan out yeah that's my good idea for the month you are welcome it's only the second (laughs) she's hit a quota she's done okay so shall we say we'll do top five top five scenes (laughs) first five scenes (laughs) we'll count down our best five scenes that we haven't created yet (laughs) welcome to watch mojo Um, shall we say like we'll do location and what the scene is yeah right so scene one we were going to start with Corey and Ali waking up kind of in the middle of nowhere in like a desert land yeah so Corey Ali desert 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 yeah I don't know how you spell like what which one is desert and which one's desert so I might have written desert I'm dyslexic I'm not the one to come to (laughs) 
Okay, ask the brains of the operation. Um, <laughs> Ailish? Is <laughs> two? And Desert is one. Are you sure about that, Sam? Harriet, shut your face. <laughs> Why don't you just ask Alexa? Oh, don't get me started with you and Alexa. No, the best one you do is you set Alexa to do screaming noises at like 3am. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. Anyway, we digress. So they wake up, scene two... Is, is that them arguing? The argument. I think the argument needs to be set in a separate scene, yeah. Is it still in a desert or do we want them to have started like kind of walking and they're going, you know, when we were talking about glimpses of green and stuff? I don't, is that now? I think it's still in the desert because there's no reason for greenery yet. Do you know what I mean? We should start seeing greenery, I think, around their battles. Yes. Did we, did we want green to be when they're working together though? Yeah. I know we had mentioned before the idea that we see glimpses of green and then when they split up it goes back to desert land. Do we want to do that or do we want to just scrap that and not have the green come in until way later? Potentially changing it slightly, but in my head it's more logical, but that doesn't mean it's the same in everyone else's. But anyway, so desert, just confirming, is when they are not working together. When it's desert, things are shit, yeah? When it's green, yeah. things are good, yeah? So... Why are they waking up in a desert straight away? Because they've not had the confrontation. Do you know what I mean? So maybe there should be a bit of sand and a bit of green because it's a 50-50 situation at the minute. Okay, so they wake up somewhere a bit more neutral and then as they're battling, it gets more desert-like. And then the sandstorm comes in... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's my good idea for the month. I've hit my quota too. So maybe this is like because we started off saying wilderness, didn't we? Yeah. So maybe they do start off in like the wilderness, but in a kind of they're lost in the wilderness kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say it starts getting deserty. Scene three, completely desert, shall we say? This point. Yeah. Yeah. It's just dead land. Um, and they go separate ways. Yes. Gotta go my own way. <laughs> you know you want to Sam you know you want to <laughs> what about us go on Ailish what about everything we've been through for god's sake if I had done that you would have been telling me off <laughs> <laughs> then this is why moral of the story you always got to go for what you believe is right you just got to go for it <laughs> yeah you just got to go blue. for it Link- <laughs> and linking back um, scene four. Oh, we're nearly there is scene four joe yeah yeah i think if they've split that's the opportunity then to bring them in and what is the location can it be in the office where they're just doing their day-to-day thing yeah it could be the like kind of monotonous bit couldn't it Mm. Mm. it's like the juxtaposition between having this like kind of fantastical people on a journey through the wilderness into the desert where they don't know what they're doing flipping to a very average boring scene in an office that's doesn't really you know like doesn't fit with that at all because it's completely realistic yeah (laughs) scene four is is just simply introducing joe in the office scene five then and these obviously just like they kind of merge into each other is so will will they move into like another room would they like be taken into like the manager's office or does a manager come in i've got an idea i've got an idea um this is like a scenery idea so it's like they're in an office their desk is facing the front and then they're in the soundscape they are just staring ahead 
and there's all these sounds there maybe someone snapped out them going joe joe so and so wants you in the office oh yeah yeah and then the desk like twizzles to the left or the right and by doing that the whole scene changes and you've got boss man standing here and Ooh. joe's in there oh and that's a sick idea mm. i'm well proud of me for that please keep Special it october quota i know i've hit october with my quotas now i like that yeah i'm gonna drop the mic and leave now because that's it i'm done um right guys that is five scenes if you would like to get in touch with us you can email us at podcast at dirtylaughs.co.uk you can tell us absolutely anything you want or just tell us how amazing we are or you can follow and like us on instagram at dirty laughs podcast same for tiktok are we ready come and join sam's social network she's here for you Okay, I have someone asking for advice, girls. Ooh, oh, okay. It's our first advice one. Um, anonymous, we're going to keep her anonymous. I really, really dislike my friend's boyfriend, and he's moved in with us and our four other housemates, all girls, from before lockdown. So they've had a year. She still don't like him. There's nothing majorly wrong with him. He's not abusive to her in any way. But I, along with the rest of my friendship group, really don't quote-unquote vibe with him he seems to make her happy but he makes uncomfortable jokes that doesn't really and doesn't really chat when he's down in communal areas never helps around the house rarely socializes with us in the evenings and is overall just annoying what can i do to make my life a bit easier do i say something to my friend oh that's a tough one um okay anonymous well i i would say who your friend dates really has nothing to do with you. Yeah. In the in yeah. the nicest way possible, it really has nothing to do with you. You've set you've stated in that story that you know he makes her happy, and that should be enough. Yeah. Whether you like him or not, or find him annoying, you're not dating him. Yeah, it's we've all been there, haven't we? Yeah. Where, like you're like, I don't really like them. Maybe have a conversation just nicely with the with the guy, and just say, look, why don't you come and join us when we're down here? Yeah. yeah. You're living with us now, so get yourself involved yeah. with us, you know. Yeah. It's unrealistic to expect to like everybody. And we say continuously on here, you can't please everyone. Or neither can the poor boy at the end of the day. I think that's what one thing you can do in any situation when you don't like someone is try and put yourself in their shoes. You know, like think about mm-hmm. like um, and and not not your how you would react in their situation but think about who they are and like why like because it might be that they're overwhelmed as well you have to remember that when someone is like meeting their girlfriend or boyfriend's friends it's quite like it can be intimidating and not everyone naturally you know acts (laughs) acts behaves well because they don't know what they're doing so i guess try and um maybe like try and find out about their interests if sometimes when you show interest in other people and you make the effort it like you suddenly see a whole different person don't you because they feel more comfortable yeah hopefully yeah it wasn't too harsh but that's the way it is um (laughs) if you would want to be featured on the show on the show on the podcast next week in the social network section then you can email me us at podcast at dirtylast.co.uk or you can message us on instagram um 
at Dirty Loves Podcast. Harriet's head scratcher. Scratch your head now. So this one, it's it's less, it's more of a pondering. It's a pondering. So how is it we put a man on the moon before we figured out it would be a good idea to put wheels on a suitcase? Because people have too much money. Also, you have to remember that nowadays we travel and, you know, it's more of a normal part of life, but it would have only been for, like, rich people or business people, maybe celebrities. You're, like, years ago. It wouldn't have been, like, an everyday thing. The people putting a man on the moon, right, Mm. are not the same people putting wheels on suitcases. What? They're going to work at different... What do you mean? Are you telling me (laughs) that there's not just one team of people that come up with solutions for every problem in the world? There are multiple people, okay? What? My yeah. God. I was I was as shocked as you were. <laughs> and they just work at different paces. I mean, you've oh. got the taskmasters up in space, Ailish. You would go to space, okay? Me and Sam would be Harry, on the ground. Harriet would be trying to stick the wheels on all, every individual suitcase <laughs> with a little diamond in the middle. I was going to say with gaffer tape, but you know, I do. I work with diamonds. I can work with diamonds. Yeah, Harriet would just be making a wheel out of a big diamond. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that not how the first field was invented? I don't know what I'd be doing, to be fair. I'd probably just be waiting to go to our beef or something. That's what I'd be doing. You'd be like judging how well we did it. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> That's all I do. And I'd be like, I'd be like, Ailish, Ailish, like, I know you're in space, but. This, this wheel, it's not going. What do I do? Ailish, yeah. <laughs> I know you said don't use a diamond for the wheel, but I have. Um, how can I make it work? <laughs> I really think you'll see the benefits of it. And then Ailish goes, I'm going through a tunnel. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> have we answered that question? I don't know. I don't think there is an answer to it. It was a pondering. In my opinion, I don't know that putting wheels on a suitcase is like, was such a pressing issue particularly in like the 60s i can't i don't think there is anyone protesting outside of nasa saying, stop what you're doing we haven't got wheels on our suitcases where are my suitcase wheels they've got this like whiteboard with a priorities list and then <laughs> i think it's number eight yeah number eight i think it's time to say good night to our friends around the world as we turn down the lights and get ourselves ready for sleep. <laughs> Are you going to talk me to sleep? Because I will go. I, I was going to say that. <laughs> Close your eyes. Let the music drift into your mind. What music? Whatever music makes you feel the most relaxed. Imagine the rain as it falls into the ocean. Watch that droplet, how far it might sink into the water. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, tomorrow, everyone. See you later. Farewell. <laughs> Good morrow, <laughs> fair gentle maidens. Oh. <laughs> Billy Bullshitter, that's what she is. That's me.